Art Yourself Alive podcast with your host Vicky Parker, sharing lived experience stories of the power of creativity to support your mental health and well-being. So welcome to the Art Yourself Alive podcast and I am so delighted to introduce today's guest because she is a wonderful friend and an absolutely delicious member of the community. It's so exciting to welcome Anne O'Keefe. Anne, how are you? I am delighted to have the invite and I'm delighted to be yakking with you for this <laughs> yakking podcast. Yakking will be, that will be the operative word, I'm sure. Now, just to for the listeners, just to describe Anne a little bit so that we know who we are talking about. Anne is a creative writing tutor. She is a rune reader. She is also a wise woman in the community and she's also a laughter yoga facilitator. I mean, that is, that is a resume. <laughs> Sure is, baby. (laughs) And I know because I've been to one of your laughter yoga sessions and I've been to your creative writing sessions. And I've also had the absolute pleasure of collaborating with you a number of times on some kind of arts and well-being event. And so I'm so delighted that you have come on to be um, in conversation with me to talk about who you are what play and creativity and the essence of freedom of that freedom of creative flow means to you and to Mm. talk through some of the challenges that you would like to share with the audience uh, and how creativity has supported you. So, you know, let's get stuck in. And I really want to know who Anne O'Keefe was as a little girl, because I don't think we've ever actually had this conversation. I don't think we have. And I think (laughs) this is going to be a juicy yak. I think so too. (laughs) It's going to be a juicy yak. Now, this will make you laugh because I think we're going to have a lot of laughter in this. I've got a vibe that we are (laughs) Uh, because laughter really is a medicine and it really does loosen up all sorts of emotions. But believe it or not, actually, as a kid, I was really quiet and introverted for most of my childhood. And I was a daydreamer. I'm a dreamer. I still am. But I was really dreamy as a kid and going into my own imaginary worlds. And I was loving nature. I was loving anything artistic with pens or pencils or paints or crayons or Play-Doh. And yeah, I used to love writing little imaginary stories with imaginary friends as well. And there's a lot of that that I still absolutely love to this day Vicky so little Anne is very much alive and kicking when you can see that when when you know when you meet you you've got that kind of impish spirit about you so that doesn't surprise me at all that you say yeah (laughs) I do I do and like anyone else sometimes the adulting can be a delight but sometimes the adulting can get in the way and I feel that all through the different types of work I do, whether it's through readings or teaching groups or laughter or hypnotherapy counselling work I do as well, is that it's about sort of honouring the kiddie within 
and honouring the adult with without, you know, and it's recognising all them parts of us, because once we get all them parts of us, for me, it's about being seen and heard. And I know it is for a lot of people, you know. Are you seen and heard as a kid, do you think? No. You don't think? No. Mm. No, in a lot of ways I wasn't. And that has been a real mission for me in my life. And I know it's a mission. And it's only now that I've got, well, I say a bit older and wiser and a bit greyer, which I'm happy with all of those. <laughs> but it's only really going through my own therapeutic processes that I sort of realised how important it is to really be seen and heard and validated for me. But equally, I can really witness it and bring it out and validate that in others. Tell me some more about those imaginary worlds and those imaginary friends. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I love my astrology. And if anyone's listening to this who's an astrology buff, I am a Pisces moon baby which means that I'm dreamy, I'm arty, I like being by the ocean, and I'm an emotional person. So I was definitely picking up different energies in my home, and my home life was pretty normal in a lot of ways. Mum, dad, me, and a sister. But I was definitely picking up on different energies and spirits in the house and unseen, what I'd call, uh, now as an adult, I'd call unseen friends or angels, and I didn't really have a word for it back then. And I used to sort of lose myself for hours in writing stories and in doing a lot of art and craft. And I find that all of those activities that I loved then I absolutely still love them now. So when I get bogged down with the adult in stuff, which inevitably I do, a lot less, a lot less, but I do, is that I know that if I draw on that stuff that supports the inner kiddie and inner Anne, that is a panache. That is the great balancer for me. And I know by sharing that, it helps other people as well. Because, mm. you know, we might get bigger, but we're all kids inside you know so yeah I really love that you shared that um you're a Pisces moon because I'm a Pisces moon too so I really really resonate with that it's the subtleties of the experience in your in your world and I was really there as well when I was a kid you know I was definitely in that phase where I needed to be out of my body a lot because of my own story and my own journey and in that out of bodiness there was a connection then to something else that was out of the body and I think that I was also that that having that experience where Mm. part of my play part of my imaginary friends were actually probably part of the spirit world too I totally hear you and you know friends of mine like your good self and other friends of mine that were seen as maybe a bit dreamy or a bit kooky or a bit odd or you know which I'm totally comfortable with now I wasn't at the time maybe (laughs) I didn't understand it didn't understand it you know um but I knew what brought me what I'd call happiness then I knew what brought me what I'd call peace now and it is being creative and maybe being a channel for energy that wants to come through and you know kids have got that ability to be in the present moment yeah and I think being doing anything artistic or creative it brings you to present moment and that is golden 
It is. It is. Absolutely golden. I know you've worked with a lot of kids as well. And I wonder what is, what's the lesson that you learn now in now as an adult, when you watch little kids? I love to validate whatever they're doing because they're actually expressing themselves. You know, a lot of the work I do now, whether it's the therapeutic one-to-one or the group work or, you know, whatever it is, it's about saying it's okay to express yourself. You know, like some of the great events you've done, the Soul Sofa events with different people doing different modalities, the crux of it is how do you want to express yourself using your voice, your body, your hands, using tools, and no one can get anything wrong when you express your true self. Yeah. You know. And kids embody that the most, don't they? They just absolutely go for it. They've got no inhibitions. They've got no ambition, unless there's been some, you know, it's that thing about having boundaries, isn't it? It's, it's like, is it going to be, you know, I work with kids now. I know you have as well in the past. And, and it's about, there is an element of keeping safety, you know? Yeah. So people, kids are not going to harm themselves or harm others. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, allowing that boundary to be sort of flexible and um, playful, play we can learn so much from play way more than work oh absolutely (laughs) play is underestimated work totally overestimated (laughs) well I could definitely Uh, say yes to that (laughs) although it depends what kind of work you're doing and I think that's what's really interesting because I wonder you know when when you ask little kids what do you want to be when you grow up and they always have these fancy ideas of what it is and they make whatever they're choosing sounds so amazing (laughs) and when you've grown up you're like well yeah I know the reality of what that job actually means and it never used to mean that when I said it when I was five (laughs) (laughs) one of the things I used to do I have an imaginary thing that I used to want to want to do as a as I suppose you'd call it a job now but as a vocational kid was to play a tambourine in a band that was what I wanted to do as a kid and I used to practice in my room doing that and I would say I actually fulfilled that mission not by being in a band permanently because I've got no desire to be in a band actually but um it was my cousin's wedding and I got up and played the tambourine and I thought my god I'm living out my childhood experience here it was it was amazing (laughs) and it was a great wedding (laughs) everyone's happy (laughs) yes yeah oh goodness that's so lovely to hear about the way that way that you were when you were a child so lovely so bringing that through then on the backdrop of that obviously we talk on this podcast about challenges that people move through and I wondered what is it that you would like to share with us and with our listeners um, Mm. about a challenge that you are happy to talk about where Mm. you know and you have real direct lived experience of that creative process supporting you yeah, I mean, that's a brilliant question. I mean, what two years we've lived through, through, I mean, just extraordinary times, isn't it? That can you can either really dig deep into yourself with your own inner resources, your own experiences, or just go adrift, you know? And for me, I've had a lot of bereavement. I mean, I've had, in the last couple of years, I've had three really good friends die who were not that old actually and then a couple of years previous to that 2019 and 2018 um, both my parents died so I've had 
I've had an, an extraordinary amount of death in a really short amount of time. And it's really interesting because, uh, you know, I'm a spiritual person and I, I, I feel like I've got a really strong foundation, a strong beliefs or faith. I don't adhere to any religion or any particular path. Although I've got some sort of modalities that either my go-to. Um, so for me, I do believe that the spirit lives on and that gives me a huge amount of comfort. And I do believe us human beings are the most recyclable thing on the planet. And maybe some of the listeners, listeners agree or disagree. And that's great. I believe in democracy where we can all discuss it. But that's given me comfort. But actually on a human level, the shock of it and the anger and the bargaining and sort of coming to acceptance, all those stages of grief, and there's a whole lot more stages than that as well. <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot more gaps in between that, the grey areas that are very real and very valid. You know, art and creativity, I'd, I'd just be absolutely adrift without them, absolutely adrift. I mean, I love my creative writing, but there is some great beauty and great power in putting a pencil or a pen to paper. And for me, it has to be a pencil or a pen on paper. I know we use the keyboard and computers, which are amazing and brilliant, but there's something about using a pen or a pencil and writing on paper where it moves through your head, through your heart, through your lungs, through your muscles, your tissues, your bones, and comes out. Whether it's, you know process letters you know writing process letters to the loved ones that are not around and really expressing that pain that grief that anger that sadness that you know bloody rage you know yeah. and and also the the love that's come out from it so it's almost been almost well, I've been writing love letters and I do believe in writing love letters it's something that I've taught on many courses and workshops that I've done about self-love about writing love letters to ourselves. I do believe in writing love letters to other people and it's totally up to us. Or you could call them letters of affection. It's totally up to us if we want to send them in the post or hand deliver them or just keep them in our journal and diary safely for our own um, healing of our own heart. So doing that creative process has been really, really helpful. Another thing for me has been, you know, some of the stuff you do, Vicky, the Doodle Cafe, there is such innate wisdom in marking something on paper and it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be a pretty picture. It's about something deep inside of us that wants to be expressed and recognised, whatever that emotion is. And another thing for me, which is massively healing, always has been since a kid, is dance moving the body and I like to do that in a really unstructured way so I love by a dancer I like by the rhythms I like just putting a bit of music on and shaking and moving in my own kitchen you know to shake out feelings and to get in contact with joy and love and aliveness when there's certainly been a lot of grief a lot of sadness shock definitely but I'm wise enough to know that emotions are just that, emotions. You know, they can move through us or they can get stuck in us. And um, it's not good for me when I get things stuck in me, emotion-wise. 
and I'm still learning and I still mess up and I still forget. But I know that coming back to, say, doodling, moving the body and definitely my creative writing is a real foundation for my own mental health and my physical health. And it makes me a nicer person to be around. You know, so I'm not just doing it for me, which is vitally important, but I'm doing it for the people I live with and the people around me. Because it's, it's about that taking ownership, isn't it? And saying, this has happened, but I'm going to own that experience. Um, I'm not going to toxify people around me. And, and that's great, I think, if it's in a really held, consensual, loving group, which I do attend or I do hold as well. But there's so much we can just do on our own as well, which makes us, which makes me feel alive and present. And that's the joy of art. We can mm. recycle any emotion. We can recycle any experience and we can turn something that could be tragic, devastating, natural, because death is, into something that can be just amazing and deep and meaningful the arts are we wouldn't have humanity without arts arts gives us our humility the depth of being a human being otherwise we're just what are we <laughs> no it gives us depth of character and depth of spirit and that's what I want in life and I hope I can encourage or hold a space for others to to dive deep only if they want to and only if they're ready but yeah it's been an extraordinary time what an amazing roller coaster <laughs> and it still goes on you know grief doesn't just end you live around it you grow around it you shift around it you you know you move through it it's it's a movable experience and I think it's good to talk about people that I've died and in spirit because I've got plenty of them that I've had that have gone in spirit in the last few years that have been incredible influences in my life I would not be the person I am without these people being incarnated into a soul so I'm massively grateful for their life in their body and I'm still massively grateful for them Mm. life's extraordinary isn't it oh it certainly is and what a wonderful what a wonderful thing to share with people I mean you've reminded me just in the way in listening to you reminded me why I love coming to your workshops in the first place because you just hit on the absolute depth and essence of the reason why we use creativity I absolutely I'm moved I'm so moved at listening to you say that because obviously, yeah, I mean, grief is one of those things that if it gets stuck, and I have my own experiences with that, if it gets yeah. stuck, you are just stuck. Mm. And all of these things that can loosen that, and you're so right in explaining it like that, get it out of the body, move it through and out, move it through and out, keep yeah. the aliveness and the joy. I love that you phrased it like that is to access the joy again, because yeah. I think that's one of the things that I always used to be quite surprised about about grief because I lost my mum it's like 12 years ago now yeah. and it never failed to surprise me that you can be in the depths of despair one second and within another five minutes you can be in joy yes I never used yes I never knew 
that you were not only that you could experience that at the same time, mm. but also that you were allowed to experience that <laughs> at the same time, because that's one of the big conditions as well. It's a massive permission. Yeah. And, you know, this is why, oh, boy, we need funding and encouraging anyone who's creative. And guess what? That's everyone. Yeah. Shush. <laughs> that's the big secret out. Everyone's creative. You know, the person that was told at school or by a parent or someone else, you can't draw, you can't write, you can't dance, you can't make stuff. That's absolutely swearing alert bullshit it is because we as human beings are so creative we i mean that's that's what our essence is we to yeah. be creative with creator you know yeah. we're, we're big tubes waiting for all this inspiration to come through us but also all these human experiences without putting any labels on them hey they're experiences and all these emotions wow what treasure we've got what treasure we've got Mm. with the pain with the love with the yeah. joy with the sadness with the depression with the mm. the anger with the every emotion from a to z and more you know everyone can do some mining <laughs> everyone absolutely it's so every important to put that in perspective like that that every like you said emotion energy in motion isn't it oh there is no emotion that is bad or good they all just are what they are and having that understanding that would just harness that intensity mm. of what it exactly is in the moment without any need yeah. to deny it, get rid of it, to, oh. um, to shush it, diminish it, any of that, just to really step in and go, right, what is that treasure? What is yeah. that gold in that moment? And yeah. I know whenever I'm having one of those days, I'm like, it's a poetry day. I love that. That is what I need to do yeah. today. And I really let myself sink in and mm. I really let myself let the words come through in the poetic form. And oh, in the same, that. the same with the blues singing as well. It's like, that is the song of the shadow. That is the song oh. of the darkness. And my goodness, if there wasn't that tragedy and that death and that, you know, those intense experiences of the darkness in humanity's experience, we wouldn't have the blues to sing. Oh, and, and I what love a that would be. You know, oh God, this I've got the shivers up my spine. So I know that what we're talking about is resonating with my soul, with my body. It's like when I watch kids, you know, they can be screaming and shouting. I've been working with some kids today. They've been screaming and shouting, laughing, sad quiet and they're doing it all in moments and it's all okay it's all okay it's when people or circumstances or structures or society or whatever tells people it's not okay to express yourself it's not okay to to do that it's bad or it's naughty or it's not appropriate or you should be sensible and serious and that is when it's sort of people start having a shutdown and I know I've had shutdowns and I, was, I sometimes still have shutdowns but I've got resources to draw on to help me with that you know because it's called being human hey we forget we forget don't we and I love that you've shared that and it's interesting if I'm feeling sometimes really deeply in grief I often go to poetry isn't that beautiful because I think poetry is like the deepest the deepest novel in the shortest form and I dig that on a deep level 
And I really love blues music and I love folk music, which often sings about sometimes, you know, everyday stuff. I like that. You know, people putting their washing out, people getting married, um, people splitting up, people dying, the cows run off in the field, or I'm still really sad about this relationship that broke up 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm still really sad about it. And I'm still want to sing about it or write about it. And, uh, oh, we've got all these emotions we've got. They're just, they're, they're, they're gold. They're diamonds that want to be mined out of us if we let it. If we let it. If we let it. If we just say, you know what? I am broken. I've just had loads of experience. Wow. Wow. Look at all of that mining you can do, that deep diving. Wow. Isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. You know, that's nothing my, goes to waste. That's my favourite thing. The inner landscape of yourself. Oh, Oh, it's so rich to be able to sit and observe your own inner landscape, to see what's growing there, what the weather's like, you know, how it's populated, all of those things. That's what you're talking about, this mining yeah. of deep treasure of yeah. all the layers of our experience, mm. all within us. And if, if everybody had a book to write about mm. their inner landscape or a painting to do about what was actually the richness within themselves. Yes. If we could see that without <gasps> anyone after having to ever show us, if we could just see people as that. Yes. Can you imagine? I am. What would you like? And what I'm really digging is we're on a podcast now. I mean, five, 10 years ago, personally, I hadn't heard of podcasts. Isn't it great that we can have a conversation in different rooms, in different buildings, in different towns? And these words can resonate with us. Yeah. And these words can resonate with other human beings throughout however long podcasts last. It's that power of sharing a, an emotion, a story through voice. It's, oh, it delights me. And this is the delight of the wonders of technology. To me, it's just like saying, express yourself, humanity. Just express yourself in the best way. Well, in any way. Because yeah. it's better out than in. Oh, it so is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, is it better out than in? Yeah, I think it's better out than in. Because if everyone goes, you know what, it's okay to express yourself, just express yourself. And afterwards you go, how do you feel? Do you feel empty? Do you feel light? Do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like healing's occurring? Do you feel peace, love, joy, mm. redemption? Oh, and and this is what makes you an amazing facilitator. One of my favourite facilitators. I have oh to say. well, that's kind of you. So please, Lesha. please tell us how do you yeah. share then this arty wisdom with your clients, your community? Yeah. Tell us yeah. how you take people through well, that journey of I, mining their treasure. <laughs> well, I've got a few ways. A few people have said to me, "I'm a bit like a Mary. I'm not like Mary Poppins. I'm not practically perfect." I'm, I'm not practically perfect at all, but I have got a toolkit, yeah. which I, I'm sort of more like a plumber with a metal box that is open with a, a toolkit. I'm not I'm not really Mary Poppins. That's too prissy for me. <laughs> I'm a bit more of a rough diamond, rough around the edges with this strong London, North London accent. But I, I mean, I run creative writing for wellbeing yeah. sessions and groups, and I've been running that 
since I'm trying to think now. I think I started that in 2018. And it, I've got to say this person, I'm going to say her, and she may or may not listen to podcasts. I'm totally inspired by an incredible woman called Liz Jalla. Now, Liz Jalla doesn't use a lot of technology. She's a real elder. And she's one of the most extraordinary creative writing teachers that I've ever met in my life so far. She's extraordinary. She's massively inspired me. And I used to go to a group in central Brighton in a lovely part of Brighton called Park Crescent, which is lovely sort of, you know, Regency houses with those black shiny railings and the big massive doorways and spacious cavernous rooms. And I'd go to a, a flat pretty much every week for about 10 years. And I would sit around a table, good old fashioned style, sit around a table with a bunch of people that I didn't necessarily know. And we'd drink tea and coffee and maybe have a glass of wine. And we'd write about everything from our life story to different subjects and different topics. And you really get to know people on a deep, deep level when you share your art. When you share your art with people, it's like opening a window to your soul saying, this is a part of me and I feel safe enough to share it with you. And that is the most beautiful thing of humanity when you share a bit of your soul. And it's something that's so authentic, something real, something raw, something beautiful, something hilarious, whatever. And I learned so much from this group and this Jala, which is, is not around it anymore. Liz is moving to Australia. Some of the members of the group have died. Some of them are off doing other things now and I trained in adult education which is a great qualification to do and I started running this um, monthly group creative writing for well-being here in my home in Shoreham and I quickly got a core group and that was meeting up every month every month we'd have a different subject anything from love to beauty to abundance to relationships to empowerment to peace to balance to oh compassion I mean you know grace every I'm really good at channeling topics I'm quite yeah I just let spirit channel through me so I actually don't have to overthink it and I think that's the thing about being creative whatever you do just don't over-freaking-think it. That's the killer of creativity. I'm thinking, let it just move through you. And I'll just let subjects move through me, get resources together, share it with a group. And these group of people that are, on the surface, look ordinary people. <laughs> Can I say, what the hell is an ordinary person? <laughs> if anyone could give me a description, I'd, I'd love to hear that. And they have produced the most mind-blowing work that has blown my socks off smashed my heart open, inspired me, inspired all of us and rocked them that they can actually express these words. And I'm not bothered about their spelling, their punctuation, their grammar. And I can do all of that. I've got a degree. I've done published work and various bits myself in magazines and bits in books. Yeah, I can do all of that stuff, the traditional stuff. Yeah, thanks. Brilliant. Great. But that's not the aim of it. The aim is to give people a space to express themselves. And then we had pandemic, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> what, what's just happened in the last two years. And I took a chance. And the good advice from my husband is a very wise one. He said to me, Anne, why don't you start doing stuff online? And I've been putting it off for years, Vicky, because I really like the in-person stuff. And I thought, well, look, 
we're not meeting up. It's nothing to lose. So I started doing stuff on Skype and then Zoom. Sort of used it a few times. And everyone really enjoyed it. And they're still enjoying it. And we're meeting up every fortnight and people are writing in their home. And we've got enough work that we're going to actually produce an anthology. So that's in the talking about it stages because people have written books and books and books of stuff and like a lot of them can't believe what has come out of them but I can and it delights my soul and that is one thing about the way that you hold a space you have an absolute rock solid grounded faith in people when they're in your group so it doesn't surprise me at all that people have produced (laughs) something from the depths of their being unbelievable i mean i have when i've come to your spaces i'm like oh wow yeah (laughs) yeah well it it, the thing is vicky i think this is maybe maybe this is because we're pisces moon babies i'll just let sort of spirit or creativity just channel through me and i go look i'm going to present you with a subject i've got some resources so you know i'm using some practicality and logic you know and i've got a bit of a structure and then it lets everyone just say then go Go and give yourself 20 minutes. Go and give yourself half an hour. Go and give yourself 40 minutes to sit in the doors or be in your room or go and sit in the garden or on the beach or wherever, you know, and just express what wants to come out on you. And don't worry about editing or shifting it. Let it just drip or move or flow or pour (laughs) out of you. And I'm... Every session I run, seriously, it, it never fails to surprise me what people express and how it moves us all. So what do they feed back to you then? In ter- well, in, not just in um, I think I'm in all right. what they write. <laughs> Sorry, I think I'm okay. Again. I think <laughs> I'm all right. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, what have they shared with you in terms of their insights in how it actually supports their well-being? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what people have fed back is... A few people have said it has totally sustained them to get through this pandemic and it's completely given them a space, a safe held space to express themselves, which is 100% supported their mental health, which of course is going to support them emotionally and physically. Other people have said they've had insights about what is going on with them on a deeper level that they've not realised until it's come out on the paper. So they've been delighted, shocked or surprised what their true feelings and thoughts are. Yeah. They've all, some of them have also said that it's that social connection because I've been in writing groups, many writing groups, where, you know, you can critique people. And there's lots of fantastic literary groups and all that. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That is not how I run my group. I feel intrinsically wrong that it wouldn't be critiquing. It would be supporting people. Because if people are sharing something really deep or vulnerable about themselves, you don't want someone smashing you down. No, no. way. No. You're expressing your soul. Yeah. That is, that is a, a gift to another human that someone else actually wants to express himself. Wow. It, and it's also very, very surprising how deep you get very quickly because in, yeah. the, same, in the same way that we do the free intuitive doodling, yeah. um, when you use the um, like starter exercises like the automatic writing, mm. that is just a direct line into the unconscious. 
100%. And you have no idea what's going to come out. No. But you do not want to be in a space where that's going to be critiqued. No. You don't want someone going, mm, I think your, co- your context is wrong. Or <laughs> do, you need, do you need to put a capital letter on that? Or do you need some commas? No way, people. No, we need essence. You need essence. It's coming from your heart, from your soul, or it's coming from a part of your body that you might be talking about. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is I really love... I'm doing workshops, the, the one part of the Creativity and Wellness Week. It's going to be in one of my favourite parks in Hove. And it's, it is the name. Come on. It's St Anne's Wells Gardens. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? I've spent hours in that park. When I moved from London to Brighton 22 years ago, I spent hours in that park. It's got ancient trees. It's got a beautiful little, not a lake, but a pond. And it's got lovely little nooks and crannies. Uh, for shadiness for sunshine it's well used it's a well-loved park even if you're a townie and an urbanite that's all right you know it's just allow something spacious and something it's a bit about being around greenness as well that does you know i don't know color of the heart chakra it makes us breathe deeper makes us maybe drop some tension in our shoulders or you know, we can stand next to a tree, sit by a tree, even just look out of a window somewhere if it's raining and just see nature. I think that is beautiful. I'd love to just point out just how yeah. how wonderful the picture is that you paint um, for this holistic connection to the inner world, the outer world, the natural self, the natural mm. world, the creative process, the creative flow. That is really what makes you the person and the facilitator that you are. And I really hope the listeners can really hear that, that it's an all whole person, whole ecosystem, whole community connection type process. And writing is just one of these tools that can get you access to that. And it's so simple. Uh, You know, there's so much beauty and grace, isn't there, in the simplicity, whether it's putting a pencil or a pen on a piece of paper or a notebook, or doodling on a pad how simple is that yeah but it's so much beauty to it and depth yeah and it's like it is really that wisdom from the heart it gets straight into the heart and it doesn't matter who you are your walk of life your gender your age your sex your sexual it's all of that just falls away (laughs) and it becomes just you and the tools yeah and something extraordinary can come through yeah and that is oh that's a phrase let something extraordinary come through yeah and it might be simple as drawing a circle or a box it might be as simple as writing your name on the paper it might be simple and that simplicity it's the key it opens doors in us in our body but the body don't lie that's right body knows even when our head gets in the way and boy can our head and our ego get in the way (laughs) oh yeah can't it get in the way but you know these simple techniques and resources for just saying hey just gently bring yourself back to your soul thank you thank you for highlighting again just how just how accessible these things can be no matter who you are yeah and i know there must be so many huge barriers i know i've experienced it with people who have come to my groups or yeah that i've taught in schools 
the barriers yeah. to um, giving yourself permission to do that yeah. can be so enormous, like mountains oh. to climb in your own mind. And mm. I just wondered in summing up then as we come yeah. to the end of this gorgeous conversation, Anne, I mean, <laughs> my goodness, I always have a fabulous conversation with you wherever we are, whatever we're doing, yeah. whatever we're drinking, whatever <laughs> park we're in, to be fair, you yeah. know, but just to summarize for people, what would be the advice or the wisdom that you might share for somebody who's sitting there thinking now, thinking, I have no idea how yes. I would access writing. Yeah. You know, where would I go for that? How would I do that? And what needs to happen within my own self to let myself do that? What would yeah. you say to them? Well, first of all, you're not alone. <laughs> How many people through history have felt, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, who am I? Who wants to listen to my words? Is it meaningful? First of all, you're not alone. Secondly, it doesn't matter how you start, just start. A mark on the page, a simple letter of the alphabet or a word, a doodle, a movement of the body, however simple or subtle, just start. Don't worry about getting fancy tools or being in fancy places or fancy anything. Keep it as simple and as accessible as you can. And if you can do anything creative with people that just genuinely like people and that want to support other people and maybe have got lived experience or have got experience of life and they're willing to be honest and real themselves you know when I teach I'm what you know I'm not saying hi everyone I'm the expert I know everything that'd be so wrong and so ego-led and I'm not interested in that just turn up and just give it a go and see what happens and you're very welcome and then take it from there don't be planning too much in the future don't be scaring the pants off of people and just say I'm here, I'm open, I'm available. Why not give it a go? Simple as that. I've heard you say give it a go so many times in so Seriously. many lovely ways. And I just love it when you say that because I don't know what it is, something about your warmth and your oh. tone. And I know people can't see you when you're on a podcast. or <laughs> They might see your little picture on the, on the uh, yeah. thumbnail. But there's just something about you saying give it a go. Yeah, my Cockney accent and on the air, <laughs> on the air, looking all wild at the moment. I love you know, it. Just give it a go because that's exactly what I'd say to my inner kiddie, yeah. you know. I'd say, do you know what, Anne? Just put a bit of music on, have a little dance. Just get a coloured pen or a pencil and a bit of paper or a pad. Just doodle and draw. Just get a little book out. Make it really simple. You know, get out the pound shop or wherever you like. And it takes off all the pressure for people to be right or perfect or or they've got to be something. And it's going, no, you turn up as you are, as you are now. And that's great. Yeah. And thank you for turning up as you are. And it's like having an open door and saying, come along, give it a try. It's all experience. You can't get, that's the other thing I love. You can't get anything wrong. No. Can you? Yeah. Oh, um, 
Anne, Anne, what a fantastic <laughs> conversation. Just a lovely conversation. I really want people to go to have gone away after listening to this thinking, wow, just how juicy does that sound? How nice does that sound? How grounded is that? How just lush for the soul is that? Just to have, just to have that kind of calming, warm voice that you have to adopt that for yourself. Yeah. And just to speak to yourself like that. How lovely. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you, Vicky. And I would say everything you're saying to me, I'd say to you, you know, you've had many, many years of being a professional teacher and you still are. But maybe because we're Pisces moon babies. I don't maybe. know what it is. And we understand emotions and other people's needs and emotions that makes us compassionate. Yeah. That you don't want to trample on people's feelings. No. Everyone's heart and soul can be so complex. We don't know everyone's lived experience or life. And everyone's got every being, every single being has got something to express. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, whoever's listening to this, I really hope you just do something creative, whether it's with me or Vicky or any of the other teachers, or just do something on your own. Just just express yourself. You feel you feel different. You feel a difference. Well, Anne, with Vicky. that, I want to share my absolute gratitude for you. And I know you are the queen <laughs> of gratitude because oh, um, you also you. run gratitude courses. But I'll just do. to share my <laughs> absolute gratitude for your presence here in this in this conversation. And um, I will post all of your links to all of your oh, gorgeous work wherever this kind. podcast is, um, is posted. Kind. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. I want everybody to know you. <laughs> I'm honoured that you're my good friend and not just Bless you. A, a facilitator. Bless you. Bless you. Well, let's all go to each other's workshops. and Let's do that. <laughs> and the thing is, is, it's about looking after the inner kiddie. Totally. For the, for the adult woman <laughs> or the inner kiddie and the adult guy or the inner kiddie yes. and the adult, whatever you yeah. are. All welcome. welcome. <laughs> and with that... Thank you, and I'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you.